0: Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to Season 3, Episode 23 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. And today I am chatting with author Ashley Munoz. Ashley, welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing wonderful, and thank
1: you so much for having me. I'm excited to have our chat, so yay. Thank you you again (laughs) for being here. Why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been writing, and how you got started?
0: Yeah, well, um, I've been writing, gosh, I think it's been, what, four years now? Um, 2019 is when I first published uh, my very first book, so a couple years, Um, and as far as how I got writing. It, it was just the weirdest thing. I had my fourth baby and I was home. I left the work field and I was home and I had been reading a lot. Um, but I don't know if you've heard that saying like, write the story you want to read. Oh yeah. I was, yeah. I was just craving this like really slow burn, like MC type of book. Uh, but I needed more, I just needed one to be a little bit softer. I don't know why, but I did. And so I just started writing in between nursing sessions with my, with my baby. um, I just had my, my phone in one hand and I was just swiping um, on the screen in a Google doc. And before I knew it, I had like an entire book written. Oh, wow. (laughs) The weirdest thing. And so honestly, I did it as kind of a, a joke. I don't want to say a joke, um, but just like a, I didn't really think anything would come of it. But I, you know, had been looking into indie publishing and I thought, well, we'll just see what happens. You know, worst case scenario, everyone hates it and I'll just never publish again. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of where I that was my 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 starting point was if everyone hates it, I'll just never do it again. Well, you know, I had quite a bit of um it was the opposite, in fact. I had a lot of people who just loved it and I immediately just started on book two without really thinking and that's just how I got started I've been going ever since
1: yeah no it's 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 funny how you mentioned that um that wanting to you know have you write the story that you're dying to read yeah. a lot of authors that I've spoken to have like that concept of like there just wasn't anything that I was like drawn to or Or there was just something I I that had potential, but I'm like, I wondered if I could do it better. And I'm like, you had that hold my beer moment, right? And they're like, Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's I I mean, there's so many different stories out there. I just knew For me like i needed like a weird combination of sons of anarchy plus like slash gilmore girls and i know that's the weirdest combination but i love
1: it but like i needed it right i just needed it i don't know why oh my god that is such uh, that's a great way to describe it (laughs) as a fan of both series i i'm i'm there for it right because yeah i i loved sons of anarchy and but there were moments where i'm going damn this is dark
0: yeah, it's just a little too, I just need a little, of light, you know, but in typically MC, your romance is very dark and that's the standard. And I was like, oh, but I want a little more flowers. So I just need a little bit more sunshine and then I'm good.
1: Yeah. So. Have that heroine that, that, that acts like Lorelai walk in yes, exactly. <laughs> into, the, into the MC bar, not knowing that the bar, her thinking is a coffee shop. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You get it. Oh, I can imagine it. Yeah. Oh the looks just the looks yeah yeah yeah, no but that's that's um that's awesome I have to grab those books um but yeah no that's again I love those two shows so I'm totally there for it (laughs) yes yeah are you still after all these years of writing are you still in that kind of zone of mixing the two where you have a bit of the darker and you have you know infused with the lightness of the humor and stuff like that or just a bit more airy kind of a thing
0: yeah, I think so. I think all my books, um, I can't go fully dark without adding some humor or adding some, um, just something that creates a bit of a, a softer side, whether it's a, like a baby or a, a wedding. I don't know what it is, but there's, I'm a, I'm a, I'm big on the swoon factor. So I need to have those moments in the book where even if it's serious and dark or swooning, I need to swoon. So Definitely throw out all my books. That's, that's going to be a standard.
1: Cool. So where do you get your ideas from?
0: Oh man, this is <laughs> going to be a mixed bag. I, <laughs> and I, I'm not even exaggerating. I got the idea for my very first book glimmer, which is the MC Gilmore girls one. Um, while we're writing, we were driving in Idaho, visiting my, my mother, And this guy on a motorcycle just like cut us off. And I don't even know why, but it was just this whole thing broke open. And I had this whole idea for a book in that moment. And then, you know, similarly, (laughs) same situation driving down the road and this big, massive, like lifted truck passes me on like a, I know this makes it sound like I'm a bad driver, but I'm really a good (laughs) driver. but this guy was they're impatient people. Okay. But this one passes into like the middle lane. He goes into the middle lane to pass me. And I had this idea for my book, Tennessee truth. It just kind of popped into my head, this girl going back home, this pickup truck tailing her ironically enough, that piece of the story ended up getting edited out of the book and it never made it into the final, um, manuscript, but that's where it started. It just started. And generally I just see something and I'm like, Ooh, there's a book idea. And then it just kind of spirals.
1: Yeah. So if anybody does listening listen to this, uh, don't get on the road with her. You'll end up in the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, <for laughs> real, like There are situations too, where if I had a bad encounter with you, you know, somebody, I, I, guilty of writing people into books for sure. oh
1: yeah oh it's it's a known fact <laughs> with authors that yeah it's like careful don't piss them off because they will write you in the book and they will knock you out yeah yeah permanently right. in the book <laughs> 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 just like I know all of you guys have a cup of you know of readers tears so you yeah. know yes, it's, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> well that's great I mean so you must always have either a, a a little notebook or straight into your phone into the notes when if these ideas hit anyway and at any time, you know yep. you're probably yeah. you're, it's full of notes too, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I usually use an app on my cell phone and I just jot down and I, I'm really careful to um honor that. So if it's in the middle of the night and I have a dream or I have like I can't sleep. And then I'm starting to think I will, even if I'm tired, I will grab my phone and I will will write the idea down. No matter what I'm doing, I will drop what I'm doing because I know that that idea is precious and it may not come back to the, to the extent that I'm seeing it or, or thinking it. So I always write it down and have a little list going.
1: That's great. So long as there's nothing really major going on in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a romantic dinner for two. He's about to say something nice and romantic. You're like, hold that thought, honey. And <laughs> uh, guilty,
0: yeah. definitely guilty. I, I'm not even kidding you. My husband, he knows though. He knows now. After we've been together for 13 years, and he is a trooper. He's my biggest fan, greatest supporter, and so he knows.
1: <laughs> okay, so he knows the, the 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 game. He got it. It's he, always good. He, I love that.
0: He says there's usually a look I get on my face. Apparently, mm-hmm. he actually just stops talking. Mm-hmm. He'll t- he'll like say you need to grab your phone, and I'll just be yes, just give me one second. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love when that happens because it's yeah. like okay, I got okay. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I- I'll hold my thought. <laughs> yes, he, okay. You are you done? Okay, good. Anyways, as I was saying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. When it comes down to the different types of scenes in a book, a lot of times. There's always one that could be a little bit heavier, or it could be those funny moments in the bantering, or the this, you know this this messy you know messy smutty times that could be a little bit more difficult for the authors to write. I mean, I've I've known some author friends that will write insert sex scene here or insert you know banter there. Is there a scene in, that for you you tend to realize that oh okay yeah these are going to be the hard kind of scenes that I'm still you know I'll get to it later kind of. <laughs>
0: Um, Honestly, for me, I find that they're the ones that are filled with more, um, I don't know, definitely more emotion, more detail. Um, For example, if I'm, if I have my character walking into a space and I really need to detail what my character is seeing, I may just put insert details because I really want to take the time to word everything right and not have a bunch of run-on sentences which I'm prone to so um, those ones for sure the the smexy time scenes generally flow easily for me but then um, by like the third round of editing I'm like I, I just like having a place to start and then I just like refine 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 but those detail ones those are hard for me
1: Yeah. No, I can imagine it's just, you know, especially when you're in the moment and you're like, everything's coming at me at one stop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just have the tendency in the first draft where I'm like, and then there was a wall and there's light (laughs) in the room. Like it's just so choppy and awkward. I just, I have to go back and just finesse and just iron everything out. But in the beginning, it's just awkward.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So on the flip side of that, what's your favorite type of scene to write?
0: I love writing. Um, comedy the comedy parts and the best specifically the best friend banter um that is my favorite I love writing girl best friend banter even guy best friend banter um or guy girl I just friendship to me is so much fun to write and to just have that close connection and that person that you can be silly with and you can be stupid with and I love writing that into my books it's my favorite thing to write
1: those are always fun I love the banters in books you're like yeah that's what she said that oh look she did she she went there oh oh no he didn't and you know so it's always fun I'm like oh I'm gonna borrow that line next time I get into a bantering moment (laughs) well
0: it's funny I mean if even on tv shows I always appreciate those like best friends even more so than sometimes the love interest just because you can get mad at their relationship or something but you can always fall back on that best friend you're like oh my god go to your friend get your friend get your girl you know and it's just I always like that and it's just um I don't know it comes easier to me I
1: think <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's that level of friendship where you you guys are you know there's that fighting happening or um I used to have a friend that we would have code that is the moment that we're we busted out with you know I love you but we uh, yeah. knew we were about <laughs> to hear something we were not happy about hearing but needed to be said but we yep. were, uh, that code just gave us that moment of, okay, mentally preparing myself to hear something. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. And Get go. ready. Yeah. What? <laughs> so. I love it. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's it's having those kind of relationships in the books always kind of makes it like, oh, I have one of those friends that's a lot more relatable, or even sometimes uh, allows us to realize that we are missing that and we would want to find that with, you know, a friend. And yes. so that's always important, too.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely agree.
1: Do your characters speak to you? A lot of authors say that the characters will be like, uh, my turn. And <laughs> <laughs> no, the wall is not on the left, it's on the right. Um- <laughs> I, I don't know that I'm, I've read that and I've heard
0: that. I've even, I have friends who said that, that they feel sometimes like their characters are completely in control. And honestly, I don't know if it's just because I have four kids And it's hard for me to feel completely immersed in my stories until that last final round of editing. I mean, I really save a lot of the really good, good stuff for the last round of editing, because that's where I will add in like the, the soul of the story. I know it sounds a little weird, but I kind of just have the skeletal, you know, structure of my book. And then I just get to weave in, but I don't know. My, my character's I think in that moment, they definitely speak to me. Like if I'm working on that scene in that moment, for example, my book, King of Hearts, that's more of an arranged marriage, mafia, new adult book. So it's it's very heavy. And there was a scene where my character, through part of her healing process, has learned how to shoot a gun and she accidentally shoots an animal. And it's very emotional for her. That scene was really touch and go. And I I would say she did speak to me in different ways of like how that was going to all play out it had to be very very I had to be very careful and that that scene changed quite a lot like over the different rounds of editing so in that sense yes but they don't just talk to me while I'm like doing the dishes like I have to be (laughs) in the story and like giving them permission otherwise they're not really in my head honestly okay
1: i always find that fascinating um, when it's one way or the other because a the the variety individuals is awesome it's awesome yeah but also the sometimes when they do do that or even when it's just for that one scene that you kind of get a little bit of like guidance and you're literally just putting yourself in their shoes for that for that Mm -hmm. instance but yeah it's, it's it's it can be very funny sometimes hearing those stories from those authors When that happens,
0: (laughs) I think I've, I've learned to kind of silence it because with my kids, I have to be very careful to be present with them. And so I'm very, very careful to silence anything else and just be with them. And that has been a process for sure.
1: Yeah. But one that's important and one that as they get older and are adults, because they want to appreciate it so much from their kids, um, <laughs> when they're <laughs> adults, they'll look back and say, yeah, that's, you know, even though mom was busy and there was four of us, she made time and yeah. we got to do this fun stuff. We got to do that fun stuff. I think life right now, and it has been for like that for years, but I'm sure even our great grandparents felt that life was always moving really fast. Yeah. And, and now with everything else that's going on and the accessibility to everything, having those moments where you're just like, nope, I'm focusing on you guys. Um, yeah, And especially now that you can, and they're younger, cause when they get teenagers, they're going to be like, no, no, it's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> I,
0: know. I have two, So oh, I, I, see? I yeah, it's, we're, we're venturing into that area where I'm like, wait, do no, come hang out with me. And they're like, I'm busy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Doing what? Anything else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else. <laughs> yep I have a 19 year old so I know
0: <laughs> oh god see I'm not my oldest is 16 so I'm still a mm. little, little bit of time but it's uh
1: oh yeah it's uh it's uh th- that difference between like 16 17 18 and even 19 there's not a whole lot I think the older that they get they try to fight more on the I'm an adult I'm like I'm still making your doctor's appointments <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Come at me again, boy. (laughs) Right? Try it. (laughs) Yeah. Are you coming with me? No, you're an adult. (gasps) Yeah. Um, As you can see, I go through that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Fun times, kids, man, kids. Do you find that because now you know you have them and you you know there's there's certain things that they say that is just so like wow that you find maybe writing children into your stories or is a little easier for you than prior to having them?
0: I definitely think so. Yeah. Writing kids into stories is so easy. And honestly, I think that's where like, it's really interesting with my writing career. I started out writing a single dad and then by my third book, I wrote a single mom and then I had another single mom story and my readers really were drawn to that type of writing style because the kids in my stories are very cute and they're very relatable. They're very real. Um, And then I tried to segue into this like new adult contemporary uh, thing. And a lot of my readers were like, okay, but where's all the cute kids? Like where's (laughs) all this at? So I have to figure out like, okay, how to balance that and knowing what my readers want. But um, it is definitely easier because I, I I know, you know, you, you have kids, you're kind of through every single Scenario, and it's easier to write.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Inserts, arguments over Tuesday's food. Yeah, in here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, readers are fascinating creatures in that sometimes they will get attached to a character that completely catches the author off guard because they were there on the page for two seconds or they're the villain or they were the bad guy in this case, the children. And I'm sure the question has now, if not, it will come next is when do we get the children's stories when they're adults? And, you know, especially if there's been series and you kind of see them growing up a bit more. So do you, do you find that also too, as well with yours, that there's been a character that's like, really guys?
0: (laughs) I had a reader and this is the weirdest thing. I mean, I felt so embarrassed. Um, I had a reader reach out to me via Instagram, which I love, by the way, I'll say I love when readers reach out to me. I don't know if I'm still so new to the game, but I love it. I eat that stuff up. But this reader reached out to me and she mentioned two characters names. And she said, are is you know are these two kids getting a story? And I was from my very first series that I wrote. I didn't know who she was talking about. <laughs> I had no idea. I had to ask my best friend, who's an author, and my PA, I had to message them and ask if they knew the characters. And I was so embarrassed because they were like, Ashley, it's the kids that, the, in the epilogue, it's the kids that your character's had. I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. So I do, you know, I have readers now who are new to me and they're reading my backlist and they'll, they'll catch characters that I'm like, I didn't think about that one. Or I, I had no plans to continue that you know so um or I'll have even my new series people will message me about this random person that was part of it and I'm like oh I'm glad you liked them but no they're not getting their own story
1: <laughs> it's a fine line sometimes you wanna please the readers and the listeners but at the same time it's like you would never be finished and 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 have a break. You'd be writing all the time and going 5,000 different ways and you know you want to be able to write the stories that you're writing. So
0: yeah true. It's hard. It's hard because you can't ever please everyone. There's no way. So
1: <laughs> and then watch, sometimes you know, we we've it's happened before where we've loved the character. The author says, No, there are no plans on writing that story. Fast forward three years and we're getting a novella, you know? Yep. And we're <laughs> like, yay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or or a short story or a glimpse and stuff like that. We're like, yes, perfect. Yeah. So about that other one. No. <laughs> right? You just yeah. never know what will You never happen. know. Yeah. So you've been writing and you have your stories already printed and you know you have your readership there. What made you decide to say, hmm, I want my stories in audio?
0: So the audio journey, I think it was just, you know, you see, I always have authors that I I look up to. I'm sure everyone does, That just people who've really been at it for a long time or that are successful. And I knew I wanted my books to be on as many platforms as possible. So I wanted it to be available to readers in audio. And I just, I don't know, it was just something I wanted. It wasn't necessarily like a financial thing. I just, I just wanted that option to be available for people who only listen to audio And so that was an interesting journey because I did not like the options available at the time when I was looking into audio. And what I mean by that is I was on a very tight budget and I didn't have like any money for this. And I had an agent and we were trying to get, you know, (laughs) I was trying, so I'm like, are you sure there's no offers? No one wants to put my (laughs) books into audio. I just felt so kind of pathetic, truthfully. And at the end of the day, I just realized like it wasn't going to happen. And so I, once I published my book only once, that was a game changer book for me that launched me into a completely different pay scale bracket. And the first thing I did when I had enough money was contact an audio production company. And it's basically you pay for it yourself, but you get top quality. You get to pick your narrators and yeah, it's like the best thing I ever did. It was such a good feeling. I own the rights and the quality is superb and that's kind of just what started the journey with audio
1: and also I think it's very important that you get to select the narrators yeah and and, um, and because you know these characters better than anybody and you can kind of say well this is the kind of thing and and if you're li- if you're a listener sometimes the authors will also ask the their readers and their listeners hey who do you suggest for this character and then they, they get a list or who's on your wish list And so you've had some great narrators from Holly Warren, Lauren Sweets. She's awesome. And Mm -hmm. uh, Elizabeth and, you know, Nelson Hobbs. He's good.
0: Yeah, I have really been happy with the narrators. And honestly, so my uh, new adult series, the Rake Forge University series, um, that was actually that one I did not do. That one was um, purchased from Tantor Audio they produced that. And they've been great because they have worked with me um, in picking the narrators. And for my second book, King of Hearts, the main character, the male main character is um, Hispanic. And I told them, I said, I need you to find me a narrator. Honestly, like I want the narrator to be Hispanic. Like I do not want him to just know how to speak Spanish. It needs to, for me, I would like it to be authentic. And they were just amazing. They were incredible at finding and working with me, and they had a date that they wanted everything um published, but they kept sending me samples and there's a lot of Spanish that's spoken within that book and mm. I told them I was like i'm gonna send you the Spanish that um the text that's spoken in Spanish, and I need to hear how the narrator specifically speaks these parts. And there was a couple that I bailed on, and they finally found me one um, that I don't know if I'm allowed to release his name yet, but oh my god, he's amazing. And he is Hispanic, and he is incredible, and the, it's just so fluid and beautiful, and his voice is so sexy. I'm just so incredibly excited. So I'm glad that I pushed for that. It wasn't easy, and I'm sure Tantor was annoyed with me, but... <laughs>
1: It's no I, again when it comes down to uh you know publishing houses um their 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 thing is about getting those stories that they think are going to make money yeah and when they find that you're like okay great but you know you're this you know this book you wrote it and you know who the characters are i mean there's been so many times where there's been a character whether the the that speaks a different language or has an accent and i'm going y'all didn't do your research did you
0: <laughs> and yeah. not that it's the
1: narrator's fault, but it's the the casting that was done incorrectly, yeah. and the the narrators do the best they can uh, with right. what they're given. But the, I love the fact that you were insistent and that you wanted that. Especially nowadays, I think a lot of people love the whole, you know, Irish and Scottish and British and stuff like that. But there's a huge demographic mm-hmm. of Spanish speakers. Yes. and and um and myself included that is you know first generation american mm-hmm. and a lot of us sometimes don't have accents when we speak english mm-hmm. or it's but. very slight and sometimes when there are books and characters all of a sudden they're all mexican or mm-hmm. they saw mexican i'm like but the character is supposed to be from venezuela yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. and things like that and it's just uh you know miscommunication misopportunities opportunities of the left hand telling the right hand how to do about things. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, or the accent is specific and, you know, it, it needs to be done right. And, but I'm gl- I love it. And thank you so much for insisting on that. And I'm so glad they found someone. I can't wait to find out who that is.
0: I know I was, I was so impressed too, cause I, it, it's just important to me too. And I mean, my, you know, my husband's entire family, like it's, it's a beautiful language. It's an important language. It's an, the culture is important. All of that's important to me. And so, for me, I was like, I put so much work into that character, into, you know, the main character one. And I was like, I can't just see it now, not be cast appropriately. <laughs> so I don't care how long it takes. We're going to figure this out. <laughs>
1: good. Yeah. No. And again, good on Tantor for doing it. I know some people yeah. may have, you know, bulked and forced it and, or said, no, there's nobody. And I'm like, no, no, there is. There's a lot of people. Yeah. He's going to ask. Yeah. And, and ask, you know, kind of be open to the answers. Yeah. And, and so. I think
0: it's important too, to hear those, the cult, like the Spanish is especially, cause I'm like, I oh, he speaks English beautifully, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: how does the Spanish like sound? Cause that there's a lot of that in the book and I need to know how, and that's a lot of my readers too, who, you know, have reached out to me and they are appreciative that there is so much woven within the story they're the ones too that i'm rooting for because they're like hey i need to know that whoever narrates this will do justice in these parts because that book he speaks he kind of hides his feelings for her through most Mm. of the book and he speaks to her in spanish and so a lot of the swoony moments are when he's speaking to her in spanish because she has no idea what he's saying (sighs) Ugh, I know my readers just ate it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
1: It's the one thing I always tell authors when they have a, a character that um that is bilingual, and they're mm-hmm. like, I want to add Spanish, but I don't know where to. And I go two places when they're really pissed off,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or when they're being you know you know they're trying to get the girl and they're being affectionate, or they're doing you know the sexy time. Or when mm-hmm. they're being lovey dovey, that's when yes. usually the Spanish comes out and they're like, oh, yes. okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because you'll get people, and you get them so quick. I mean, if people <sighs> on TikTok, they'll they'll find out whatever, and they're just die. They're like, Oh my god, I'm dead. It's, I'm dead.
1: <laughs> it just sounds different. I mean, like again, on both extremes, when you're upset and you're mm-hmm. saying something in English, it's it just comes out. And there's some great creative English words out there. Okay, don't get me wrong. Right. You know? <laughs> And I love it, but then when you do it in Spanish, yeah, oh, you know, it just you get a little, yeah, <laughs> you get a little bit of different oomph into that on um, and, and and the the emotion there. And the same thing with you know the 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 sweet side of things. In in mm. English, we have I like you a lot, you really? know, or I love you. In Spanish, we have a variety of levels. Yes. yes. <laughs> and and different ways of saying things that you you know how they're feeling just by the words that they use yeah
0: and it's just so it's it's pure gold especially if you have an enemies to lovers and you think that the girl thinks he's insulting her and he's not (laughs) so it's just so I love it so I'm excited I'm
1: excited too so when do you think that's going to be available for us
0: uh, very soon. I mean, their production schedule seems very, very fast. Um, They did Wild Card and it was just like two months later, it was ready to go. So I'm hoping, I know they want to get all these out like ASAP. So I'm hoping.
1: Thank you, Tantor. Than can... <laughs> yes,
0: <Yeah, laughs> thank you. They, originally, they wanted it out in June or no, I think it was July. They wanted it out mid July. And I mm-hmm. was like, And I had to kind of go back and I was like, hey, but I haven't done narrator approval yet. So we can't do this. And, you know, that was hard because they were like, oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Damn right. You're sorry.
0: (laughs) As I've been waiting to approve who does Juan's voice. So yeah.
1: It's like, you're not going to be
0: sneaky here. I know what I'm
1: doing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a parent of four. They've yeah. tried it all. <laughs> tried everything. Yeah. Nothing gets by me, mister. <laughs> yeah. So good. So we'll keep an eye out that And as soon as you can share, I'm, I'm curious a lot as to who that would be. Cause those are sometimes those treasure moments where you're going, I did not know what you spoke, you know, fill in the blank or that you can do this and that. So those are always fun
0: yes yes it's super fun and I will let, yeah I'll let you know I'm trying to look in the email right now to see if I can I don't think they said I couldn't mm-hmm. um, say anything I just had to figure out I don't want to butcher his name oh. so that's what I'm nervous about mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see mm-hmm. I know I just approved the female narrator but I don't know if they're gonna go with like I know I say that yes right but I just don't know if like on their end they're like yes and he accepted like I don't know how that oh
1: that's probably what they're waiting on to tell you that if you can announce it or not is that if they sign the contract yeah all these lovely steps that us listeners are like so when's the book coming out yeah I know (laughs) We're like, well, there's a lot that goes on before that. <laughs> yeah, and
0: that's the hard part because I'm like ready to say yes. And then I'm like, oh, but wait, there's a whole step there that they have to be like, okay, but now we have to verify that he's okay with
1: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the timeline. Yeah. yeah. Ah, the loveliness of the business of it all. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's been many times where I'm like, no, you can't announce it yet. He, is, he has not signed the contract. We don't know if we have him for sure yet. Once he signs, he's ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's no turning back <laughs> yes yeah but again it's uh, I think that's also part of the fun for you I would hope right I know it's difficult mm-hmm. um to find that right voice especially when if it's anything like stock imaging sites too where you go down the rabbit hole of potential oh, images <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> I said sexy. That is not sexy. <laughs> God, some
0: of the photos on there. I'm like, where did you find this person who was willing to pose for the shot? And who did like, why?
1: Yeah. I, was, I honestly, I think sometimes that's at the very end of the photo shoot where everybody's tired and they maybe had a drink or two or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, let's just, let's just have some fun. And the photographer's going, ha 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 insert evil laugh. And then they post them and, and then they're like, and we're going to screw and mess with the authors or anybody that wants a sexy image. And here we go. Yeah. Getting sexy yeah. to all the tags or <laughs> handsome. And I'm like, no, I mean, he's not bad looking, but not what I want. <laughs>
0: some of them though there is no sex appeal and you're like well how are you here like there's some guy with a mustache smiling with these weird teeth and you're like i don't i don't understand yeah you
1: know? i think there was one time there was one where they were wearing like a tyrannosaurus rex t- you know um costume it was okay. inflatable ones and, and 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 one of those like leaning up against the wall trying to be sexy kind of a thing i'm like y'all have way too much time on your hands Oh. To be taking the photos like this, and then uploading them <laughs> and doing all that process, and yeah, no, bye bye, bye bye,
0: Yes, and and that is, I mean, the narrators. Thankfully, like when I worked with One Night Stand Studios, they um, give me a list of narrators, and usually because the intake process, they know, like, um, they always have like a good list. I've never had to go back and forth it's always been yes this person yes this person um and with Tantor uh they've just been great about it so thankfully I don't have to go too far down the rabbit hole with the narrators but
1: yeah it, yeah it's when I was like oh oh okay oh okay I need a sample of this can you see that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah there's just so many good ones out there that's the you know it's not a problem I don't ever see that as a problem but no it, yeah it could be fun But now you're also doing this event in September that is specifically for audio called The Lure.
0: Yes, I am super excited. Um, (laughs) I've never, I mean, I just started kind of getting into book signing events. I've only been to, I think I've only been to three and I've never been to one where it's just narrators and authors. So I'm very excited about it.
1: Yeah. No, this is definitely the first of its kind. And I think interesting enough, and it could just be timing. I'm not saying anything, but as soon as a lore was announced that it was specifically for that, it seemed like all the other events went, Oh crap. Here's an area of opportunity that we haven't taken advantage of. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And they're like, let's invite the narrators. And, uh, and I think people are starting to realize that, while it's still within the community of romance and the readers and stuff like that, there's a little bit of a different audience that are listeners. And yeah. that's just another group of people that have not been counted towards events and things like that and considered for these. And so when Allure first announced that this is the audiobook only thing, I was like, finally, thank you. Yeah. You know? It's, it's time coming. Yes. <laughs> it's <about> time.
0: <laughs> yes, I love that the two have come together. I, I didn't know it was a first of its kind because I haven't been around long enough to know that. But I when I saw what it was about, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. What a like a genius idea because there are so many readers that it is the audiobook, the audiobook, the audiobook, the audiobook, the audiobook. And I don't even know why there's not more. And that's too, I think a huge reason why I pushed for audio too. It's just, it's just such a big demographic of readers that only do
1: audio. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean, but between the, at least for me, I know that I was a ferocious reader. I mean, my mom took a photo of me as a toddler sitting in the toilet, reading a book oh. and yeah, it's cute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and then when life got Really hectic and busy, right around the time that I was about twenty two and you know planning for the wedding and college and all that fun stuff, I had time to yeah. read. And at the time there were there I know there were audio you know books on tape and all that fun stuff, but I just like now nah, there wasn't enough available at the time. also they weren't in the libraries or anything like that. Fast forward and now I'm like I work full time. I have you know cubicle world, and I'm like, oh no, audiobooks, please. And uh, I don't have so much time to eyeball read. And also because of the day job, your eyes get tired. So there's mm-hmm. moments where I'm just listening as I'm working on spreadsheets and I'm not going to lie. There are moments where I, I'm like, Oh damn it, baby, you got to get back to work because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're in that scene or whatever. And you're going, Oh yeah. Or when you used to drive, I'd be like, okay, we got to stop listening to because I'm a little late. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's,
0: it's crazy. When I hear, I had a girlfriend who told me that she went up. She did a big huge road trip with like one of her best friends and they listened to one of my audiobooks. Nice. And her friend does not listen to she doesn't read romance. She's never been a like she'll read, you know, sci-fi and horror, but she's not a romance. But I apparently she was listening to the audiobook of Tennessee Truths, which was JF Harding who narrated that and Lauren Sweet. And she was just completely immersed and she's like a sucker for it now. She's like, I will listen to romance on audio any day of the week like I will do it and I just think that that's a lot of it uh, attributed to talent though too because those two are so insanely talented in how they read that book so
1: yeah oh absolutely I, I think that the narrators can add a lot of that um factor that bonus or that extra thing but the, the truth is also because I I sometimes see that the narrators get a lot more credit for a book I'm like no guys hello If the author didn't do the book the right way, they wouldn't be having anything to work with. Okay. Because trust me, there's been some narrators that I love dearly that could not have saved the book to save their lives. (laughs) Okay. And I'm sorry, you know, and then there's been other times that, you know, I've tried eyeball reading it because, you know, the audio isn't coming till later. I'm like, oh, it's coming up in audio. Wait for it. And, you know, or my favorite thing is like, I can't get into the book because there's just something that's just blocking me from getting into it and learn about the audio. And then the the narrator does it. I'm like, okay, thank you. I can now read the book via you, the narrator. But yeah, (laughs) no, yeah, it goes both ways. There's, there's, there's times where a narrator can save a book and there's some that you're going, "Mm -mm, honey, sorry. No. Um, So you have to give credit where credit is due. The book has to be a good quality book for it to be you know, yeah. to, for them to be able to have that extra added bonus that us listeners love and enjoy. So yeah,
0: you're absolutely right. That's so true. It has to be a good pairing. And then it has to be matched with the right person with the right character and then uh, all of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to get to meet the narrator. I'm, I'm honestly very nervous about meeting narrators. I don't know why I don't know if they feel nervous about meeting authors, but I'm very, very nervous about meeting them.
1: <laughs> all right. So here's a little secret they're just like the rest of
0: us. <laughs> I know you say that, but in a moment, <laughs> I'm going to freak out. I'm
1: going to oh. go, "Oh, I think we all freak out in those moments yeah. whether we're going up to a, a someone because we love their work and they're an author and it's like, "Oh my god." And it doesn't matter if we've talked a thousand times with you on DMs and on, you know, Facebook Lives or TikTok Lives or whatever. It's that, "Oh my god, you're here and you're real."
0: Yes. Yes, you're real and I get to meet you I get to take a photo with you. It's all very exciting.
1: It is very exciting. And, and also I think this time will be a little bit more, I think everybody's going to be a little bit like mm-hmm. at first, yeah. because for many myself included, it will be the first time in almost two and a half years that I've done such an event. Yeah. So it's, it's been a while. I have to learn how to re people, you know, <laughs> I have to, I have to people again in, in huge volumes and, and, and be okay with it.
0: i did an event in may and that was really fun but i was the same like i had to kind of readjust and Uh that was it was hard it was kind of like oh there's so many people oh my
1: god (laughs) yeah i i will say that the the list of narrators that are attending this event are super sweet for those that i know and they are just of that, like, oh my God, you're the author that hired me. They have that moment of, like, oh my God, it's you. And so that's nice too. You know, they're yeah. not ego driven or anything like that because that would suck.
0: It would um, suck. It's mm-hmm. always not fun when you find out either an author or a model or one of them, there's just a disconnect. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, why are you mean? You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Or you're
1: like, honey, you're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm like, and now not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not anymore. Yeah, no, no. So I, it, it took it took a group of people there that are narrator wise. So I think think you guys as authors are going to have a blast and 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 go ahead and have those moments where you're going, oh my god, I'm enjoying it, and because. We never know, but we're going to be able to do it again, for one, yeah. the way that this world loves to talk with us. Yeah, and- <laughs> that's true. <Very laughs> and also, true. they're busy. I mean, the fact that we have so many people coming is fantastic. But I'm like, I hope y'all are not bringing your portable booths with you because no. And that you also, uh, you know, gave yourself time afterwards to catch up because there's going to be a lot of talking. There,
0: Yeah, there definitely is. That's mm-hmm. for sure.
1: Yeah. Are you attending any of the, um, parties like the fire and ice ball or the, um, prohibition one?
0: I, I hope so. I don't know. Honestly, I'm just kind of like bare minimum right now trying to mm-hmm. figure out when, um, like my plane gets in and it's kind of a hit and run weekend for me because my kids have just started school in September. Oh yeah. Um, so it's, I, I unfortunately probably won't get to do a lot of fun stuff, but I'm hoping for, the prohibition night, I think is what I was trying for, but I have to look at all the dates of everything again and see what I
1: can do. Yeah. I think everything ends on that Saturday. So
0: yeah. And that was my plan was just to fly back out on Sunday. I mean, these plane tickets have just been crazy. Like you find one decently priced and it's like, Oh, but it'll take two days to get you there. Like (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god yes I, I have yet yeah, that's my on my next thing to do this come next paycheck is to get the flights because they have you know they've been itching higher and higher but at the same time I'm going why is this taking four hours or three hours or seven and they're like why the next day yeah it's a three hour from here where I'm at in Orlando to there in Chicago is three hours dude seriously yeah. Um, whoever comes up with these maths, as far as how to align these flights, I swear they must be sitting blindfold in a yep. office chair that's that, that rotates and someone behind them is going, all right, ready, get your darts. Yep. Hold it in front of you, spin <laughs> throw it. Poof! Okay. They're going to go first to California.
0: <laughs> it's so wild. Like if I try to fly from where I live in central Oregon, which is like near bend kind of, if I try to go to Los Angeles, they always send me up to Seattle first. And it's the dumbest thing. I'm like, just send me to Los Angeles. Don't send me up to Seattle and then Los Angeles, or they'll send me over to Phoenix and then Seattle and then Los Angeles. And I'm like, I am not trying to spend my whole entire day in freaking airports. Yeah.
1: We have authors and narrators to hang out with. Okay, people, let's go. (laughs) it's, It's
0: frustrating. So I, once I figure out when my plane actually gets in, um, I will, I f- obviously I'm hoping it's Friday because the event is Saturday, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and I will say that sometimes just for, if you can ship some stuff over in advance that we don't have to worry about, you know, getting them with you in there or have, heaven forbid luggage gets lost. Any swag or anything like that, that it helps to ship it in advance.
0: I am planning on doing that because I shipped books with me to um, Ohio when I did that event and that was the worst experience of my life and so I will never ever ever do that again I will definitely be shipping ahead of time it's nice because the hotel has like a whole shipping area
1: yeah
0: awesome yeah so. yeah
1: I'll be shipping some stuff over to my best friend who is in uh lives in that area and is gonna be meeting me up there in Chicago and I'm like guess what buddy <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you Love some it. swag for the podcast that I need you to <laughs> grab and take with you because you're driving <laughs> thank you okay, thank bye. you yeah we'll <laughs> buy you a drink <laughs> oh, yeah oh gotta love friends and getting to know each other is always fun yeah but here's a fun little getting to know each other game I love to play with my guests it is a two truths and a lie where you tell us three things about yourself okay. and we need to figure out which is a lie And uh, I always say we, because the listeners are playing along, right guys, you guys are playing along, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am prepared. All right. So let us know your three things when you're ready. Okay. So number one, I was once held in customs at the Canadian border for a really long time um, due to a little bit of an incident. Number two, I once rented my house out to an Instagram influencer with a lot of followers little blue check mark Uh, and number three I was once riding shotgun in a police car uh, during a high-speed chase (laughs) so do you have to guess are you yes I have to guess
1: good luck yeah no I've been you know on point so far in okay. these conversations and now, but damn girl, you're good. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's just one of those, it's, it's uh, I've learned it's like a lot of it has attention to details and I love how you uh-huh. busted out with that first one with like, for a little something, something, um, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. renting your house, writing shotgun customs. Okay. Hmm. I want to say the lie is that you rented your house. To a major influencer? Yes. I rented that is the lie. I rented my car. (laughs) Major
0: influencer was not my house.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was gonna be like, "Mm, she has more kids. And um yeah, that would be a job in itself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that recently just happened, the influencer thing, and it is gonna go in a book. Wow. Because did not end well.
1: Oh, bad influencer.
0: Yeah. They just were not nice and they did not end things the way that they should have. And I'm, I don't know if I'm just like super jaded, but I am the type of person that I work to improve everyone's experience. If they have to experience me, like if they have to experience me, you're going to get a good experience. Um, at least that's, that's the hope. I'm going to say, thank you. I'm going to say, please, I'm going to consider you like your time, all of those things. And they just kind of right off the bat, we're like, we're kind of had that vibe of we're better than you. And, I, was, <sighs> you know, and I just was like, not here for it, but I was like, whatever, here's a contract. Like I'm not really into whatever, you know, you build your whole platform on wellness and being a nice person, but maybe like, I wouldn't expect someone to always expect me to, like, write properly or use perfect grammar all the time. Like, I don't. I On TikToks and, and texting, I have the worst grammar ever. You would never know I'm a writer because I just like to be lazy. So maybe it was the same for them. I don't know. But
1: it didn't end That's well. That's so nice of you to give them the benefit of the doubt, even though they were probably just fucking assholes.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think, truthfully, I just really think they were just assholes. Like, they just, yeah. I don't know. But...
1: Ah, uh, society, and, and making anybody famous just for fill in the yeah. blank from being good looking to having a one a video go viral, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you you live and you
0: learn. You do your thing. <laughs> exactly, you live and you learn. You just try to make the world a better place for yeah. other people, and believe that karma
1: is a oh, bitch yeah. and she doesn't Ooh. use lube. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah i mean she can take her sweet time sometimes but yes. man when it hits, it hits. Mm, it's so good um <laughs> yeah. and when you see it happening it's like that meme where you have morticia adams just sipping the coffee and looking and you're like "Yeah, mm-hmm, yep. you exactly like exactly. yep there you go yeah I remember that time yeah mm-hmm, there you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. well yeah so y- you got um Stuff at customs, huh?
0: I think it is the dumbest thing ever. We were driving to Canada for our wedding anniversary and the customs guy comes to our window and they're very, you know, aggressive. They have to be. And they're like, you don't have anything in this car. No guns, weapons, blah, blah, blah. They go through the list. And I'm like, no, we don't, you know, and we're rolling about to go past. And all of a sudden my window is still down. I yell at the guy. I don't know why. I just said, Hey. A taser wouldn't count as a weapon, right? Now, keep in mind, I'm only like 24 years old. I'm just such a stupid baby. And my husband just, you could just hear like the air leave his lungs. And he's just like, oh my God. And the guy turns around really fast and he's like, get out of the vehicle right now. And I'm like panicking. I'm like, well, uh, I don't really know where the aggression's coming from, sir. He's like you would have been detained like if you had not told us and we found out like you're lucky you told us before you passed this threshold. So we get detained and they have to fill out all this paper. They keep us there for 5 hours. Oh
1: my god.
0: All for a taser. And I was like you can have it. You can keep it. Like it was a gift to me, but you can have it. Please just yeah. let us go to Canada and they were like you can go but we're keeping this anyway, it was a whole thing. And then on our way back into America, we had to go back through another big thing. It was a nightmare. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, at least you didn't turn around when he asked that question about the guns and, you know, turn around and point to your husband and goes only the ones he's carrying on those arms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just am so uncomfortable and awkward in all scenarios where I think I might get in. Like if I'm boarding a plane and they're like, you know, you don't have, they ask all the questions and you're like, I don't know if I'm accidentally carrying like crack. I don't know. Like I've never (laughs) touched it before, but there's a chance that maybe it's in there. I don't,
1: I don't know it's okay it's okay yeah no hey it's it's there's those moments of you you know that are safe and sorry and you know ask for forgiveness versus permission is another one that I like to do um but yeah in those moments like that it is better just to to say it um though I would have been like can you just keep it I got stuff to do in Canada
0: please. And thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Like where's the nice hospitality of the Canadians I keep hearing about. Yes,
0: it's not, <laughs> not, not at the border.
1: <laughs> no. no, oh, yeah. Those are not, yeah. Those are not good mountains, but not eh, safety and security. I'm all for it, but yeah. Yes. And then the other thing was during a high speed chase, seriously. So my dad was a cop ah.
0: and <laughs> he always cared. We, well, there's four of us. So he would always drive us around in his police cruiser while he was not on duty. And he was driving, I don't remember the exact scenario in which case, like why we were in his car, and he wasn't on duty because usually we were in his Pat like his station wagon. But there was a scenario where I was riding with him. None of my other siblings were in the car, but I was shotgun. and he gets this call. I think he had to pick me up from school or something, and he was on duty. and he gets a call, and he just looks at me and he's like, I need you to not panic, and I need you to just sit there. And whatever happens, do not touch anything in the car and do not try to open your door at any time. And I was just so scared. And then he just, the lights went up and then he was taken off so fast. It was so scary, but it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't something that lasted hours. He just got, he was a part of it for like maybe 15 minutes at that. And then he veered off and was, it was taken care of, but it was a very exhilarating 15 minutes. <laughs>
1: yeah. And did, did he do the typical parent thing? And this is why you don't do things you're not supposed to do. Always.
0: <laughs> yeah. always. I mean, we learned gun safety very, I mean, I started shooting a gun when I was probably five years old. I mean, it was, but to always teach us the safety, the danger, this is yep. not a toy, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. always <laughs>
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a, all good stories, girl. All good stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've lived a life love. You've lived a life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it. it is crazy. Some of the stuff that I come up, people are like, did that really, happen?" I'm like, it is, I'm not embellish- embellishing here. This really happened to me and I don't know
1: how or why, but. <laughs> <laughs> and now I write stories. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Before we go, can you tell us about what you're currently working on that you can share, and what's coming up next for you?
0: Yes. So I am currently working on a small town, um, small town romance. Uh, it's not really second chance. It's it's different than anything I've done before. I'm very excited about it. It is called resisting the grump, which is kind of a different title but it is going to be a comedy. It is small town comedy, very steamy. Uh, This is probably the steamiest book I've written to date, which is interesting considering I have two mafia books out, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So we have that happening um, and that's going to come out September 2nd. Um, And that is, I have a hard time explaining what my book is about, but it's basically unrequited love. She's a teenager who has an inappropriate crush on a guy that's much older than her. And he's the town grumpy recluse. He only comes into town here and there. And she's obsessed with him, like to the point of like stalking his every move. And she gets told a lot of times, like, this is an inappropriate crush. You cannot have this crush. You cannot feel this way about this guy, but she doesn't care. She's like, I'm in love with him. And then obviously the moment happens where she's completely crushed and she moves away from several years, hates this guy. He crushes her and she has to come back to town to help her parents out and face him. But he does not remember her. <clears throat> and he suddenly is like super attracted to her. He wants to try and get the girl and she totally hates him. And he is like, what did I do to you? Like, why do you not like me? And so they have to kind of uncover This past, well, she's literally trying to resist him because he's fallen for her and she's like, no, you completely, you know, ruined me. And so it's just a funny kind of like, you know, it's fun. It'll be fun. I'm excited for it.
1: Me too. It's always interesting when they're like, it's a huge age or there's an age gap. And I'm going, well, th- were they like 17 and like he was 23? You know, those l- that, yeah. that age period where it seems so big, mostly because illegal. Um, minor. Right. <laughs> yes. That's- but then as soon as she hits 20 and he's 25, it's like, oh, that's on. good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's only like a f- it's only a five year age. It's not crazy it's only five years but yeah she liked him when she was a minor and he was obviously over 18 and so that's you know people are like freaking out that she's so obsessed with him because he is not a minor and she is and so she finally turns 18 and she thinks this is it he's gonna love me he's gonna see me and that is not what happens at all (laughs) so it's it's fun yeah
1: Good. That's awesome. So you have a lot of goodies for us coming out. So I'm excited.
0: Yes, this is a three book series and they're all standalones. So that each book, you know, is a different couple, Um, but it's all from the same little mountain town. And um, I have a a neighbors resisting each other book. And then I have a single dad book in the series. So it'll be really fun.
1: Nice. I'm excited. So is that it for you for right now that you can share? Because my list um, is getting, you know, I'm like, I'm seriously writing these names now. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, wait, is there I, more?
0: <laughs> next year, I do have um, another series coming out that is, well, I'm hoping for next year. I don't know exactly when it will come out, just because it's it has not been written yet. I mean, part of it has, but it's a next generation series from my rake forge uh, mafia type series. So at the, in the very last book, which is the Joker, there's a link that will take you to a book funnel page basically where you get a free sample and it is their kids grown up basically and about to go into college and you get to see kind of what's happening. So there will be a next gen series for that. Um, I'm hoping to get in the works. Um, but as far as right now, that's, really what I'm focusing on I have the small town romance and then I have that um and trying to balance my brand (laughs) with both (laughs) because like I said a lot of reader readers identify more with my small town um that that portion of my books Um, and I have a lot of new readers that are here for the new adult contemporary but not necessarily want the crossover of small town so I'm really trying, working with my publicist right now on how to distinguish those two. And I may be converting my new adult series into a pen name just to try to clarify which one is which, but we'll
1: see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's interesting when it comes down to readers. I'm more old school where I'm like, oh, okay. You write mafia. Great. You write, you know, young adult. Okay, great. Um, I'll pick and choose based on what, you know, the description says and that's it. But yeah, I can see where it could be a little dicey for some readers if they're not aware or, you know, but branding is important for you guys. So that's good. Well, just keep us posted if you decide to do a, you know, a new pen name and what that is so we can find you. Yes,
0: I definitely will. It would be something um, very similar probably to like what Ashley Jade does. She does one that's just a Jade. Um, I think that's what my publicist was thinking for me, just a Munoz. Um, so we'll see, I will definitely like keep you guys posted right now. It's, it's all just under my name. So
1: easier to find for right now. That's good. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for taking the time to hang out with me today. It's been so much fun. Yeah,
0: it has been great to talk to you. This was a lot
1: of fun. I appreciate being able to be on here awesome and i will see you in september at allure yes. yay i'm very excited me too um if you're not following her on social media we'll be including the links where she's at so that way you guys don't have to go hunting for it it will be in the episodes post over at viviana enchanters of books and until next time happy listenings thank you thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast patreon special thanks to nixley Zenner, carol liebner Brittany Robinette Leiter, Don Darch, Michelle Bastard. The Audiobook Loving Podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits, including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook loving. We thank you for your support.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianarenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next
1: time... Happy listening.